This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Insider Radio, the Jake and Josh Show, is SB Nation's official podcast about your Miami Dolphins. Check out Finsider.com for more Miami Dolphins content and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with us on Twitter. Jake can be found at jmendel94. Josh can be found at H-O-U-T-Z or just house. The show is made possible by Dolphins everywhere, so be sure to rate and comment, share your thoughts, and let us know how we are doing. Now, let's get on with the show. There's no right way to say this. Talk about a crazy victory Monday. Welcome into Finsider Radio, and we're going to jump right into it. We thought we were going to come out here and talk about the Dolphins ending the season on a good note and what the future has in hold. Whatever is going to be happening with the Miami Dolphins, it will not be including Brian Flores. Joshua House. Josh, I do not have any kids, but I can only imagine that figuring out that the coach of the team you cover is being fired where you're in the middle of a busy grocery store is probably the closest I'm ever going to get to chasing around two kids. So Josh, what on earth is going on? Dude, I can't tell you what's going on, but I can say we are all the, are we not Mr. Crab right now? That meme of him. I mean, everything is spinning. We don't know what's going on. I do have to apologize. We did not have a previous show. I've been sick. My family's been sick. So we are sorry for that. Like Jake said, we want to come on here and talk about that 33-24 victory. But what the hell, man? Steven Ross has now fired Brian Flores. We all thought his job was safe. At least I did. I thought maybe the domino that would fall, Jake, would be Chris Greer. But it sounds like Chris Greer's safe. You mentioned it. The Dolphins, uh, Stephen Ross is meeting with the media right now. But, dude, I would thought we'd come on here and talk about, um, you know, a happy ending to this season. But now we're talking about a complete rebuild. And holy shit, man, I, I still can't wrap my finger around it. So the Miami Dolphins originally hired Brian Flores before the 2019 season. And the whole idea was process taking time and building something. And Josh, as quotes are coming out about this, I think the one thing that's obvious is the thing we all kind of known. And that's that Brian Flores maybe wasn't the best at building relationships and kind of maintaining coaches was a big thing. I think he was about to have what four offensive coordinators and four defensive line coaches. I, I think I just Seemed read that in, way in three years. It's just kind of a crazy scenario we've seen in Miami. So, the first shot, the first thing you have is shock, you know, Brian Flores, 
10 and six last season, nine and eight this year, back-to-back winning seasons. But then you have the two seven game losing streaks. Both of those, I mean, they weren't necessarily close games, Josh. I mean, the dolphins were getting killed in those games and we called them, you know, they were kind of in the sewers at one point, especially after the Jags also this year, you know, they were kind of a a muddy franchise. A lot was going wrong. Uh, But Josh, as this story breathes a little bit, we're starting to see that, Brian Fuller is kind of isolated to uh, There's stories coming out that he was very, very hard on his players. And while a lot of players kind of like that, I mean, I think you can kind of see where maybe some of this started to crumble, especially when you do have those losing streaks, when you don't make the playoffs. And there are, you know, these rumors surrounding a quarterback who has probably one of the most horrible stories uh, going for him around him all happening at the same time. Yeah, and I think it was Jeff Darlington that came out. You know, we've heard rumblings that, you know, Brian Flores was hard to work with. You know, he wasn't necessarily the player's coach that we, you know, were led on to believe. And, you know, some of that stuff's coming to fruition. This whole story has not come out. You know, it won't come out. And I think, you know, what's kind of most surprising to me, Jake, is they said, you know, after this Brian Flores firing, was it not Adam Schefter coming out and saying, you know, he's going to be up for head coaching positions now this cycle? perhaps. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, another team's going to get a very good head coach. I think this was the first time the Dolphins had back-to-back winning seasons and missed the playoffs since what the Dolphins did in 2002 and 2003, I think. So um, it seemed like everything was headed in the right direction, but I guess when you start to pick up on the breadcrumbs and you start to see the relationship, you know, deteriorating with Tua and, you know, some of these rumblings coming out, uh, I guess some of it, maybe we should have understood, but I guess now the biggest question, Jake, is where do they go from here? I mean, I guess what I would have wanted to see was a complete nuke, you know, start over fresh, yeah. get rid of Chris Greer because again I think he's kind of I don't want to say cockroach but he's that cockroach it just has lived through all these different regimes and yeah at some point you got to get rid of him and start over fresh so I don't know where they go from here a lot of the rumblings we heard Jason Lock and four yesterday mentioned Miami could have interest in, in Jim Harbaugh um, the coach at Michigan uh, could Ross lure him away from there I mean now there are people saying that's not the case I don't know man but you hope the Dolphins have a plan in place but let's be honest it's a Dolphin so that's probably the last thing on their mind Yeah, Josh, we spent months kind of concerned that it was Steven Ross and Chris Greer that wouldn't let this floor or the Deshaun Watson stuff just die. But I mean, today it's coming out that it it was mostly Flores, that Flores just simply would not come out and say Tua's our quarterback. And I'm sure Chris Greer and and Steven Ross heard timeless times, I guess, that Tua's what biggest quote of the season was, I'm not not wanted. So, I mean, I I just kind of wonder how much that had to do with this. And Josh, I want to ask you now, is this a pro to a move? Is this uh, against Flora's move? Or is this simply realizing that there's some water and some oil and, and whether it's Tua's the quarterback or whether it's not Flores might just be a hard guy to work with and sustainability is going to be hard to find with him. Yeah, I mean, we should probably you know start unraveling some of these quotes that are coming out because maybe he answers some of these questions and that. But I don't know that this is truly a testament. You know, okay, two is our guy now because you know they had to, it had to be a little bit more than just Flora's interest in Watson, right? I mean, Ross was on the phone with with Watson, so there's so many yeah. things there that we just truly don't know. But um, you see the reports coming out today. You know, part of the reason Deshaun Watson wanted to come to Miami, and again we know all the legal situations surrounding him. We're not advocating for the Dolphins to trade for him, but uh, you know, a lot of the reason that it seemed like Deshaun Watson wanted to come to Miami was because of Brian Flores, the head coach in place. And uh, you know, now that he's no longer here, this changes everything. And um, again, man, just so much uncertainty. And uh, I guess it's just that's so Dolphins, man. Is it not? I guess I should get your, uh, I guess I should ask you, Jake, who, who are some of the candidates that you may have interest in? I mean, if they don't go after a Jim Harbaugh or some of those big names, I don't know if you saw Simon Clancy, he threw out Doug Peterson's name. We joke about him being an offensive coordinator candidate I think the last cycle but I mean he was Damarino's backup I guess he has a house in South Florida I mean he won a Super Bowl here in Philadelphia I just don't know that you move on from a young promising coach like Brian Flores and you know then go after one of those young 
rookie coaches out there. I mean, so I don't know what the Dolphins are doing. I'm talking in circles, man. Still in shambles, but um, we're all in this together, right, man? We're all in this together. <laughs> unless unless Steven Ross decides to fire us and maybe we can uh, fall into a good franchise. I kid, I kid. Uh, but so one of the takes I have been seeing kind of unravel a lot is that it is kind of a Tua versus Flores thing. And before, I, I do want to talk about head coaching candidates, but do you see this as a, a Tua versus Flores thing? Because I really don't get that uh, impression based on what we've seen. I think it's more of a the team working with the roster, working with the head coach who works with the coaching staff. And that coaching staff just switches so often that that kind of seems like the big thing. But do you feel that this is any way of the Miami Dolphins saying to Tua, like, we're going to get you right. Uh, Trent Dilfer, Charlie Fry, we're going to get them both in here. We're going to get all riled up because Stephen Ross is actually meeting with the media this morning, Josh. Uh, before I let you talk, I'll add a few of these. Uh, Stephen Ross said he would consider hiring a first-time head coach for the fourth time. Ross defers a question about Deshaun Watson. Uh, Ross adds that the next head coach will work with Tua, adds that he has a lot of confidence in Tua. That really doesn't mean a lot. So, Josh, what do you think was that domino? Did it have anything to do with, you know, sock and bopper, Tua versus Flores? Or was it just simply that, you know, maybe things were a little awkward on the inside? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of things were a little awkward on the inside, man. I think, I mean, it's pure speculation here, but I think maybe when Chris Greer hired Brian Flores, you know, maybe he didn't truly know what type of guy he was to work with. I mean, we keep hearing how much of a hard ass he is. Again, um, just because we see we like what we see on the outside doesn't we mean, you know, like, yeah, I, yeah, you're no surprise. You're, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, I, I don't know, man, but um, one of the biggest quotes, and I don't know if you saw it, was Stephen Ross said he doesn't want to be the one to take Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. So um, everyone kind of speculated as soon as this domino fell that he might be the next one in place. But I don't think this was two versus Flores. I think it was just more of, you know, Flores was a little bit hard to work with. And let's be honest, man, he did great on the defense side of the football, but that offense has just been dismal year after year. And, you know, he tried to patch it with three offense coordinators this year, try to help out to as much as he could, I guess. But uh, I don't know where they go from here, man. It's interesting that he mentions that he's not scared to go out there and get another rookie head coach because you mentioned Kellen Moore before. That was a guy that you like, mm -hmm. you know, mid-season, I think we went during the losing streak. We were yeah, talking about nice some, podcast, yeah. yeah, Eric Bieniemy was one of the guys I liked. And then I think Brian DeBole, you know, he has some history there with two. I think, you know, some of the quotes that Tua stands, quote unquote, poor, or some, some of the ones from DeBole, you know, saying he has that keyhole accuracy. So maybe there's something there, but uh, I, I don't know, man. We're going to hear so many different rumors or rumblings coming out over the next few weeks and months. And I, <laughs> I just hope that this is the time, right, man? At what point are we going to finally get it right? Because, um, you know, I know Flores was hard to work with. I know, you know, we were down on him during that losing streak, but I think after the way he rallied these troops and pulled this team together, I don't know how you felt, man, but I thought, you know, this was his team. Again, if any domino had fell, it'd be Chris Greer, but here I am again, egg on my face. So I wonder if Flores was to stay, uh, how many of his coaches assistants would leave, right? Because that has been the key the last two years. He might've been the guy who forced Chan Gailey back into retirement. That they could have actually been that more than, than anything else we said. Um, so it, it's going to be kind of fun to see this stuff play out. Doug Peterson kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit. Um, I suggest going back and listening to that uh, pod because we were both very sad. Uh, I think we both had a couple good offensive coordinator minds uh, going for that. So, Josh, moving forwards, figuring out what the Dolphins are going to do. You have this defense, man, that Brian Flores, I mean, I don't care – we can say whatever we want about him. I Can, can he stay just to operate that defense because – if we thought this team was going to tear it down, which I think we saw in Steven Ross's first comment where he said, this is a young roster. We're kind of ready to go where we don't have to tear it down. How do you approach a coaching search when you have to build around someone like Tua or 
you're preparing to make a move there. I don't know. But you then have this defense that is built to play a specific way. Now, if someone comes in and starts playing a bunch of zone and you have a bunch of two high safety looks and using Brandon Jones and Javon Holland strictly in the secondary, man, this defense isn't going to be good. So I think that is also a big fear. So, so start with this, however you want to go. When you're looking at the offense and defense, how does this team really kind of maintain or improve based on trying to change their vision completely? You absolutely broke my heart there because I was just thinking about how promising and all these young pieces and just, you know, how when we drafted them, you know, these are the guy that Brian Flores, you know, their chess piece and just what they're going to be to this defense. And, um, you know, that day definitely took some wind out of my sail. But, you know, Jake, I wonder if how much of this wasn't, you know, them approaching Flores and saying, you know, you need to make some of these moves on offense. You need to bring in an assistant head coach, you know, quote unquote, on offensive side, like you were intended to with Jim Caldwell. I mean, I don't know, man, but I want to know what this timeline would have looked like if Jim Caldwell and, you know, Brian Flores would have made this work from year one and just, you know, why? watch this thing play out because I think he had the right mindset there but uh, I think they need to just go all out on offense man I think like you mentioned this defense is built I think you know at some point we might be talking about how we're wasting the de- yeah, yeah oh my god we, we might be wasting the defense uh are you talking about defense coordinator or you did you mean that? yeah def- okay okay praise Jesus. Yeah. okay yeah I'm we're talking crazy <laughs> you, you know it's the Dolphins man they had like Mike Munchak and some of these other guys on their coaching list last time but I, I guess man I think they just need to go all in on that offense and hope that they can bring in like you mentioned a fan G or one of those defense defensive minded head coaches that just got fired, come right in, continue that defense where it's at, and then bring that offensive. If it's a young guy, let him come in there, mold that offense and hopefully get the most out of Tua. I mean, if you're not going with Tua, I, I don't know where you go from here. Cause the, I mean, is the Deshaun Watson deal off the table now completely for the dolphins? I mean, it, it wasn't, I don't know, man. I don't know where they go from here from at the quarterback position, but I do think all hands on deck on offense. What do you think, man? Steven Ross was on the phone with Watson. So, man, I, I can't really put words in anyone's yeah, mouth. Here. All we're doing here is speculating, by the way. We don't really have much inside info of what's going on here. So the, the Watson thing, man, I think I don't think this move changes the trajectory of Watson ever coming to Miami. I think that's kind of going to be something. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's just so interesting that we spent months saying that it was all Steven Ross's fault that Watson and the Miami rumors wouldn't go away. And now it's. Brian Flores' fault. That's just a very, very weird thing to me. So, Josh, I agree with you that this team needs to throw everything at the offense. And I think a big reason why is you look at how this team has failed. Brian Flores, a defensive-minded head coach. The defense has looked great, that's for sure. Offense has been terrible. Josh, let's say if Brian Flores remains the coach, the defense stays good. Let's say they're one of the top 10, top 12 defense offenses, excuse me, in the league. That offensive coordinator is going to get, you know, other teams sniffed around looking for a head coach. So now, all of a sudden, if your defense is good, you're losing offensive coordinators and your head coach struggles to build these relationships to bring guys in, man, that seems like the the downfall of the way this structure was built, right? So I really have a hard time seeing any team that has a defensive-minded head coach uh, really, really just kind of walking in and building the foundation of a great franchise. And you're, you know, there's no doubt you can point out guys it's happened for defensive minded head coaches, defenses win Super Bowls. We've been hearing it for years, but when you have that offensive mind in the building and he is your head coach, I mean, he has nothing higher to pursue. If he's your offensive coordinator, if you call him a co-head coach and he has success, everyone wants a promotion, man. And life, everybody wants to be the one in charge and, and you can't blame anyone. Some guys, Josh McDaniels are fine waiting in the wings, but having Brian Flores lead that defense, kind of left Miami's offense struggling for years. And the only thing that could kind of lift them higher than that was some Ryan Fitzpatrick BS. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ryan Fitzpatrick, BS Indeed. I, I guess I want to ask you, Jake, how, how nice of a destination do you think that the Miami Dolphins are for one of these up-and-coming head coaches or one of those veterans like a Doug Peterson or even Jim Harbaugh to go away from Michigan? Because you look at some of these other teams that fire their coaches, I think, what, the Vikings, the Broncos, you know, the list is going to go on and on throughout the day. I mean, would you take this Dolphins job? I mean, you mentioned the defense. They got $72 million in cap space. You know, we know how much draft capital they have. Depending on how you feel about Tua, I mean, you might even have your young franchise quarterback there. So I, I don't know, man. I just don't. What are your thoughts on how this Miami Dolphins destination might look to some of those free agents, coaches, or up and comers? So, so far, I think it was the Bears and Broncos are the two teams we have seen who have also fired their coach. So those are instantly your competition. And the Broncos, I, I think a lot of this, man, does come down to if you think two is the guy. And this is was going to be our big conversation for our Victory Monday show. I think we're going to still try to do that tomorrow. Uh, but the Broncos, Vic Bangio said the only reason they can't compete in the AFC West is because they don't have a quarterback on the same level as the Chiefs uh, or any other team in that division. So I do wonder if a, a offensive guru has the confidence to kind of bring in a quarterback and go to Denver because they're a team that's just kind of a quarterback away, or at least it seems like that, or that's something everyone loves to be uh, saying about them. So I guess in Miami, it's if you believe in Tua, can you refix the, rebuild the offensive line? So you have that long talk with yourself of, hey, is this cap space? Is this are these draft picks in the next couple of years enough to rebuild this line? Or will I have better luck just trying to convince some sort of Aaron Rodgers or some sort of quarterback to come to Denver? Uh, the Bears, I, I don't really see that as something that uh, I don't see that as a situation where a head coach is going to come in and instantly be pushing for the playoffs. Where I think you could do that in both Miami and Denver. Yeah, and I mean, that's crazy that we can sit here and say, I guess Jim Harbaugh played there in Chicago a little bit, so I guess there could be a little bit of, um, you know, a homecoming, but we'll see, man. I, I don't know. I guess there's also the option that the Dolphins could trade, right? Could they not trade for a head coach? I mean, we've heard the possibility before. Point. Is it John Harbaugh? I always get it mixed up. You no, know, we have interest in Jim, but they've been, you know, talks that maybe John Harbaugh could be traded in the past. Sean Payton's name, you know, who knows? Maybe the Dolphins trade for a coach, but I think the most telling thing is that, you know, the Dolphins sound like they have confidence into it. At least that's what Stephen Ross says, press conference, and the fact that he's not scared to go out there and get a rookie head coach, because at least the my opinion, if you're coming in here, man, you mentioned it with this defense, with the young pieces in place on offense. I mean, you are expected to win. You're expected to pick all, all, you're expected to carry this team exactly where Brian Flores left off and elevate that offense and this team. So um, I, I just hope they can finally do it, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. So I would love to be a fly on the wall. What happened with Jim Caldwell? Because something just came across my Twitter timeline. Why not Jim Caldwell's head coach? I mean, does that not kind of fit what we want is someone who saw that vision, someone who saw that building from the ground up because he was with the Dolphins early on in that. So he knows the type of players that are in that room. He is an offensive minded guy. Josh, could you see that being in a direction the Dolphins go for? Maybe it was just Caldwell didn't want to work with Flores, the butting heads. And I don't want to bash Flores. He was a he was a good coach. He was hard to like in terms of trying to like him as a person, just because it was such that hard nosed football player on the top. But I'm sure you have a couple of conversations with him. He opens right up and you get that personable person, I guess. Uh, but for the sake of this argument, it seems like he isn't the most likable guy. So do you see that as some sort of situation that could play out? 
I mean, it absolutely could. I mean, I see any of these names could truly be drawn to the Miami Dolphins job. I guess the thing with Jim Caldwell, Jake, I mean, yes, when he was signed as that offensive, I guess, assistant head coach, so to speak, I was a little excited about that. But are you, would you truly be excited about Jim Caldwell? You know, a few years ago when they said the Dolphins would have interest in him, I mean, I would kind of been like, okay, I, I mean, I guess. I mean, that kind of almost would be on that same line of a, I'm not going to say Jeff Fisher. I'm not even going to talk his name. That's like saying, you know, that's like speaking Bloody Mary's name into the mirror. But yes, Jake, Jim Caldwell will be fine. I think there's a bunch of veteran options out there. But if you're going with a veteran, I'd rather have Doug Peterson. I don't know about you. I, I have to agree with you. And if you have a veteran, I think you're more likely to bring in more veterans, right? So so I don't think if you're bringing in some like 20-year-old Kellen Moore, I don't think he can walk up to someone like Vic Vangio and be like, hey, man. <laughs> Come coach this defense. <laughs> exactly. But if you have a, an older guy like a Doug Peterson, someone who's won a Super Bowl, I think you're more likely to go up to someone like that and say, all right, our, our shit's together. We see a vision here and we can come in and, and build on this vision. I think that'd be interesting to see, too. But man, what a Breathe. weird, weird <laughs> way to end the season. The Dolphins were one and eight. They go on this crazy one and seven. Sorry. They go on this crazy winning streak just to fire their head coach. Josh, you have had a hell of a couple days, man. You've been dealing with a lot, and I can't say enough about you willing to come on here and, and talk for a couple minutes about the Dolphins and their stupidity yet again. Yeah, and I mean, we'll be here again in three years, right? Same time, same place, probably. <laughs> uh, I hope I'm joking, but I, again, guys, sorry we didn't have a preview pod. Sorry this wasn't our usual recap pod, but... Oh, man, we're all in this together, guys, and hopefully, you know, much better days are sure to come. Guys, if you liked what you're listening to, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. As always, follow Jake Mendel on Twitter at J-M-E-N-D-E-L-94. I'm at Houts. For the Jake and Josh Show, part of SB Nation's Finsider Radio, I'm Josh Houts. That's Jake Mendel. We'll talk to you next time. That's Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami We're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Everybody, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one.